0: Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wish everyone happy Grandparents' Day today. So I hope that your day is filled with blessings from your grandchildren. It's truly a blessing to have the grandbabies. So I wish each and every one of you a happy Grandparents' Day. Praise the Lord. Uh, this mo- this morning, uh, if you will uh, have your Bibles and want to follow along, we'll turn to uh, Daniel, the book of Daniel. And our scripture text is going to come from uh, chapter 3, and we're going to read uh, verses uh, 13 through 18. Praise the Lord. Book of Daniel, chapter three. I'm going to be begin reading in uh, chapter thirteen, and uh, the Lord. I appreciate the Lord giving me what I feel like was confirmation uh, this morning, and this when the studying that I had done and uh, the book of Daniel this week, because a, a pastor mentioned uh, about God walking through fire in a scripture, the devotional scripture text. And also, Sister Kessie sang a song about God walking through the fire uh, with you. And uh, did, that's what uh, the, this scripture is, is dealing with as we begin to read. It reads like this it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? That you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up. Now, if you are ready at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Praise the Lord. Who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Let us pray. Lord, we come to you today. We thank you for the service thus far. And, Lord, we just ask right now, Lord, that you be my words, Lord. This is your word that I trust and I believe in. Lord, help me today, Lord, to speak the things that you would have me to speak, to give something to your people, Lord, that will help them go on. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. So uh the book of Daniel is is an is an amazing book to study and read and learn about. And and this passage is referring to uh Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego that uh that uh, we all know the story about how they were placed in a fiery furnace, but I want to take you back to uh share with you a little bit of uh a history uh, if you will of Daniel and his friends. Daniel and his three friends, their uh, their names were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They were from the land of Judah, and they were exiled to Babylon after King Nebuchadnezzar destroyed their land and burned the temple and took the Israeli people captive. They were handpicked, however, for government service because they were gifted in all wisdom Process, uh, possessing knowledge and quick to understand. They were very smart. They were young men. I, uh, w- uh, one of the, one of the scriptures that I read or I saw, I believe I said Daniel was around the age of 16, I believe, when this had happened. He was a teenager, quite possibly. They, so they were young men, but they were very smart, very wise. The Bible said that they were good looking in stature, so uh, the king wanted, the, wanted, the, wanted them, he, he wanted them to have new identities and serve uh, his kingdom well, so they were ex- expected and put through a three years of training in the best of Babylon schools, so they could teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans, See the king wanted all of the children of Israel whom he had took captive to basically change and convert and be a part of his kingdom, worship his gods, and so that's what that's what this their training was for, so they could te- teach and uh, and show show the people. So uh, they were given new names as well. After at, uh, this period of three years of training, they were given new names. Daniel, which by the way means God is my judge, he was given. Belshazzar, and Hananiah was given Shadrach, and Mishael was given Meshach, and Azariah was given Abednego. Now you know these name changes had to be upsetting to these young men because they worshiped the Most High God, and they didn't they didn't want a name change. But the their name changes represented Babylonian gods, and so they were given also a daily provision of the king's food and wine. Now, this was also problematic for Daniel because it violated the dietary restrictions of Hebrew law. And as we read in Daniel chapter 1, beginning in verse 8, it says, But Daniel purposed in his heart. I'm going to pause right there. I forgot to give you my title. <laughs> Praise the Lord. See, if my head was not attached to my body, <laughs> I'd walk off and leave it. This is important. To, to, to focus on the title. My, my title of the, the message this morning is, If you stand for God, God will stand for you. If you stand for God, God will stand for you. Praise the Lord. Now as we read on, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine, of the king, uh, which the king drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. See, God is uh, uh, Daniel had already uh, decided in his heart that he was going to not defile himself, and he he really couldn't control the name change, but he wanted to do something about this delicacies of food and wine that was they were expected to partake of and be a part of. He wanted to do something about that. He wanted to make a stand for God uh, in that effort. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than a young man who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus, the king's steward took away their portion. Thus, the steward took away their portion of the delicacies and a wine that they were to drink, and gave them vegetables. So here we we find out about the stand that Daniel took for God. He couldn't do anything about it. the name change as much, but he could make a stand and say, I'm not going to defile my body because it goes against my Hebrew teaching and law that they wanted to abide by. Because the Babylonians, the Babylonians did differently with their food, and this was something that was very disturbing to Daniel. But he... Being a wise, wise young man, being a good-looking young man, he had he was in good favor with a eunuch, and the eunuch was probably no doubt looking at him, going, "Wow, this young man! He probably, probably felt like he's smarter than me, definitely more better-looking than me, and, you know." He and he liked Daniel, and Daniel had Daniel had this about him. He was Daniel was very well liked through his life. He was very well liked, so that gave that gave him an ability and an. And an uh, uh, an overtaking, if you will, almost that he had the ability to to have people listen to him and understand him and and all. So uh, he made a stand for God, and God honored this stand and uh, gave them a grade of a good appearance for ten, ten days, to where that they could keep that diet. They didn't have, they did not have to. After that ten days is up, go to the king's portion because they looked better. the Bible says, and even the rest of the men, so they looked good. So God honored that stand, which Daniel. They hadn't made, so pray and praise the Lord. and now Daniel, he made an even greater stand for the Lord. Later on, as King Darius had promoted Daniel to governor, there was other governors and satraps that, uh, these satraps were overseers of the kingdom. The kingdom was very big, and there was a bunch of overseers. The Bible, uh King James Version says that they were like presidents and princes. They were uh, overseers of the kingdom. So these people did not like Daniel, and they sought to bring him down, trying to find some kind of fault in him, but none could be found. No fault could be found in Daniel. He was, he was an honest, trustworthy uh, uh, governor or president, if you will, of the land, and for the king, he, there was no fault in him. But they, these these uh, satraps and other princes, they wanted to bring him down. They didn't like him because the uh, king Darius wanted to to give Daniel uh, dominion and rule over the whole realm of his kingdom. He wanted to give it all to him, even though there was like three governors. He uh, the king wanted to give Daniel even more. He just he trusted him so much. He wanted to give him more. But they so they found a way. To, uh, to get to Daniel. And we find this, we find this in the, uh, the chapter 6 of the book of Daniel. So they came with a plan to get the king to sign a decree stating that whomever petitions any god or man for 30 days except the king would be thrown into the lion's den. Now, what did Daniel do when this decree was signed by the king? These these, these uh, governors and princes, they satraps, they went back to the king and said, O oh, king, long live you king, but Daniel is not honoring you. He, he is still praying to his God three times a day. And what are you going to do be about it? Because you have signed this decree. Now, keep in mind, they wanted him gone. They wanted him out of there. They wanted the downfall of Daniel. So what does Daniel do? And in Daniel 6 and 10... This is what it says Daniel did. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, talking about the decree, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees, three times a day, and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was in his custom since early days. That's exactly what Daniel did. Now, I want to tell you today, church, that that's exactly what the devil will do to you today. He will, he's going to find some kind of way of bringing you down, some kind of way of getting to you. You may be faithful and honorable in your job, and your life to God. But the devil is not going to rest. He's going to find a way to try and bring you down. And I ask you, how are you going to deal with it? How is your stand for God going to be? Are you going to to kind of bow down to it and just be passive about it and let it go and hope it passes? Or are you going to continue to do what you've always done and pray to God, give God the glory, give God the honor, and not be ashamed of it? Daniel did this. He made a stand for God, and no one was going to take away his prayer. Time nor was he going to conceal it or be uh, because he was afraid of what they would do to him it said it said there in uh, verse ten that he left the windows open, so he didn't hide it he kept on going on doing his day, daily walk he didn't hide it he wasn't scared about it he wasn't necessarily being uh i don 't think boastful about it. I think he would just say i'm going to continue to do what i've always done i'm going to continue to praise my god i'm going to continue my walk with him because I made a I'm making a stand for my God. Because Daniel knew that God would stand with him. So he made that stand with God. Praise the Lord. So King Darius had to, by that decree, put Daniel into the lion's den. He could not go back from that. Now he, Darius did not want to throw Daniel into the lion's den, but he had to because of that decree. But here's where God's stand for Daniel was. In Daniel 6, beginning in 22, this is how God's stand for Daniel. Uh, this is after the, uh, the time in the lion's den, and they just know that those lions uh were going to tear him apart, rip him from limb to limb, break every bone in his body. They just knew these uh princes and uh uh, presidents knew that this was the end of Daniel. They knew. They, they had done, done it. They they'd even put uh, uh, sealed, sealed the den, and the, uh, the king put his ring of seal on there. That could not be changed, could not be moved. But the next night, the, the, uh, King Darius was so eager to see whether or not Daniel uh, had made it through. And, and the king also told Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you praise the Lord. So in verse 22, it says, My God sent his angel. This is Daniel telling the king. My God sent his angel, shut up the lion's mouth so they, that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. So he, he had done no wrong. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take. Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no injury whatsoever was found on him, because he believed in his God. And the king gave the command, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of the lions, their children, their wives, and the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever come to the bottom of the den. So not so not only. Did all these folk not get their desire to overcome Daniel? They also, they were the ones that were overcome. Can I tell you today, church, that God not only wants to make a stand for you, but he's going to get your adversary. He's going to get the ones that are after you. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to come from you. It's going to come from God. God is just. He is the ultimate justifier. He will take care of it praise the name, and you will be vindicated, and those that are against you, they will have their day. The Lord is the ultimate judge. Praise the name of the Lord. Give the Lord praise and glory this morning. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We can trust in him. Now, uh, the story of Daniel in the lion's den, you you know, it, it is something, but it is in biblical time, and you know, uh, sometimes we just seem so far removed, like the things like that just doesn't pertain to us. So I want to share with you uh, something uh, that uh, I learned about. Uh, uh, Michelle had told me a little bit about this, and this is about a converted Muslim. This is in today's time. is a converted Muslim uh, to Christianity. Uh, he he saw the error in his way. And uh, he accepted Christ as Savior, and he began to teach Christianity. He began to teach that Jesus was the way. Well, uh, Isis had captured this man and began to torture him, and to torture him greatly. they They shaved his head and put it in boiling hot water. Now, not only that, after they tortured him very much, they took him to a room, and put him in this room with, and were to set wild dogs on him. Now, this man already been tortured, no doubt already in pain. He gets put in this room. He's believing in God. He goes and crawls back in this corner, and he just begins to pray to the Lord. says, I'm no doubt saying, Oh, God, help me. Help me, Lord. I'm, I'm here. I'm declaring your name. I believe in you. I trust in you. And can you imagine the anticipation of these wild dogs getting ready to come in. He's probably hearing them barking. They probably sound vicious before this happens. Now, this is, to, this is you know current today's time and story. This has actually um, uh, been on YouTube and all. So he's hearing all this, and they come. They turn them loose. They turn his dogs loose, and they let them in that room. And you know what happens? They don't go attack the man. They do not attack them. They just go in there, and a lot of them lay down around him. They don't attack him at all. This makes all all these ISIS leaders mad and upset, so they take them out. They bring in another group of vicious dogs, and uh, and so they come in, and they not only not only them, they they sit down. They just get gather kind of around him, and one of them is said actually licks his face, actually licks and like You know how a dog will lick and kiss you. Now ain 't the power of God working for a man i don't know what is they thought they were going to be that was going to be his demise. They tried to take him out because he's standing for God, but it didn't work. He was vindicated, so then he winds, he winds up getting to leave and go on and turn loose he did, they did, He never did get killed. God took care of him because of a stand he made for him and and that is in, in today's time the praise to God almighty there isn't there's another uh, story that happened a couple years ago uh, of, a, of a woman who took a stand. And, y- and y'all remember her by the name of Kim Davis, the Kentucky County Clerk. She took a stand because of her job. They were to issue same-sex marriage licenses. She said, this is against my apostolic teaching. I'm not going to do it. Now, did not in this country, did they not attack her? Did they not try to take her down? Did they not try to destroy her? And it did not work. She still had her job. She did not sign any of those marriage licenses. I think they uh, most likely still try to issue them some kind of way, but without her signature, she made a stand for God, and God took care of her. God supported her in that. They tried to take her out, but it did not work. She's she's still going on for the Lord, and being blessed by God, no doubt to this day, because she made a stand for God. And God is going to take care of her adversaries. God is going to take care. She don't have to worry about it. Praise the Lord. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. And church, I believe that more of that is coming. I believe more there will be more laws coming and changes coming to this country. And there is an attack on religion. They can say there's not, but there is an attack on religion. And anyone who makes a stand for truth in Jesus, is, it's only going to get worse. So we have to ask ourselves today, are we, going to, are we going to totally stand up for God when that time comes and it's right at our front door? What, what are we going to do? How are we going to stand for God when that moment catches us right face to face? Are we willing to, to stand there and take it? Are we going to, are we going to back down? I, for one, hope that my faith and my strength in God is definitely strong enough uh, because if that time comes that I won't back down, I'll say, do what you will because my God reigns. Do what you will because my God gave me salvation. Do what you will because down here don't mean nothing. Do what you will because glory is, is all. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We will have to at some point in time make that stand for Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. And it could it it could just come come face to face with us. We never know how society, because see society, you know, used to you could have different opinions. And you could argue it out and you could tell your side why you believe what you believe, and the other other side could say what they believe, but we've kind of transitioned to where now. It's not a it's not about opinions of each sides. It's if you don't believe a mainstream opinion, then you're condemned and you're wrong. You're called you're you're called a bigot of some kind. You're called it you, you you're said that you don't love people if you do not agree and just go along. They won't just let you have your belief anymore. They want to condemn you for what you believe if it's not of the mainstream. Praise the name of the Lord. That's so true. So going back to our opening text, in Daniel, in chapter three, I want to reread verses uh, seventeen and eighteen, and it, and it reads like this: says, "If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us, deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and He will deliver us from your hand, O King. But if not, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods, nor." will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had told the king flat out, they took a stand. Those young men took a stand and told him point blank, go ahead and throw us in that furnace if you want to. Well, we're going to make a stand right now for God. We're not going to bow down to your golden image, and we're not going to worship your gods. Our, we serve already the one true God, and that's whom we're going to stand for. That's who we're going to bow down for. That's going to worship. But it says right here, he, the, uh, it, it reads that uh, in 17, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to. So that tells me that they had their mind made up. Whether or not God brought them through that fire, they were still going to worship him. They wasn't no guarantee that God was going to bring them through that fire. But they were still going to worship their God. But here's the thing about God. He wanted to not only stand for for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they made a stand for him, but he wanted to take care of the ones who were trying to attack them and trying, trying, to, trying to get them. So... So the Lord, the, all of the, the king's uh, court was there. Everyone seen this event take place, and all of them coming out of that fiery furnace. The Bible says not a hair on their head was singed. They didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. You ever had a brush fire that you're out burning leaves or limbs and stuff? You get out there, and you, you're tending to it, and you tend tending to it, and after a little while, you come in. You ain't been in a fire, but just being around it. You're all smoky and smelly, getting all coughing and everything. They didn't even have that on. They did not even have the smell of that smoke around them. But, uh, so King Nebuchadnezzar believed that divine fourth man that he saw in that, but he still wouldn't consent to a higher power. Be, uh, he believed that there was a divine spirit in there, but he still thought of himself as a mighty man. He still thought that. So it, it, only, it took later on, it took God, setting him down to size, basically uh, turning him into a wild beast before King Nebuchadnezzar would declare the one true God in heaven. The Bible said that, that he turned his, his hair grew as long as uh, bird's feathers, and his nails got as long as uh, uh, claws, bird's claws and things, and his heart got changed like a beast. Okay, so that tell, that tells he had to be brought down side because King Nebuchadnezzar thought of himself, "Am I not the king that has created Babylon? Am I not the king that has done all these things?" But God had to bring him down to sides, and it was only after that when Nebuchadnezzar come through that that uh, that he declared that Jesus was that God was the one true God. Praise the name of the Lord. So today, church. I want to tell you that if you stand for God, God will stand for you. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. If you make your mind up, and no matter what happens to you, whether it be good or whether it be bad, if you have to endure some torture, if you have to make a life or death decision about your God, He will stand for you. And we will all be with Him one day in glory for making that ultimate stand for Him praise the name of the lord i I thank you for your attention today and as as a pastor coming and get something uh something ready if you want to come up and and pray or have prayer if there's sickness in your body or something uh we invite you to come to the altars at this time if you just want to to pray a little bit and and ask god to uh reiterate that your strength in your in yourself that you want to make that stand for god and that you you want to tell him lord Help me be as strong as I can be because I'm going to make the stand for you. I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to be by your side, and I know you'll be by my side. Praise the name of the Lord.